Hi, this is Sam Veris of Victory Ministries, and I'd like to just take this time to talk about something that I think is vital in the body of Christ. Sometimes it's overlooked, sometimes it's never talked about, but it's something that I'm very passionate about because we're going to be talking and we're going to have these series and they're all to try to get, and I believe to benefit the person that was just like me, that was sitting, I'd just gotten born again and I didn't know anything. Guys, I didn't come from a Christian home. We came from a place where, uh, you know, we were heathen. We were, uh, we were morally good in our own eyes, but we were heathen. We didn't believe in God. We didn't, uh, we didn't go to church. So after I got born again, we're talking about I had to start at the very beginning and I want to do this. I sought people to help me uh, learn how to um, study the Bible. It was something that was important. I knew that the Bible was God's Word, but I didn't know how to study it. And I had people, and, I, and, and I'm not trying to point any blame or anything, they just they said, you just got to figure it out for yourself. Well, I, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's right. I think that the older should be able to instruct the younger so that the younger can find out how to study the Bibles, find out, uh, you know, what is in it and, and have a foundation that they can stand on. So I learned through trial and error. I had people tell me, go get the strong coordinates. And if you'll get the strong coordinates, you will be able to study the Bible. I found out that you have to know the Bible in order to study from the Strong's Concordance. So it was kind of like putting the cart before the horse. And I learned a lot of things, and we're going to share those. But the greatest thing, after you've been born again, the greatest thing that you can learn, and the Bible's going to, uh, we're going to get into it, is what your gifting and your calling is. See, it's so important, I think, that as we find out what our gifting and our calling is, according to Second Peter, and I just, I have to go there. It's the first chapter of Second Peter, and it's the 10th verse. And I want you to just listen to this verse. It says, Wherefore, uh, brethren, give diligently, all right, diligence to make your calling and your elections sure. He's saying, make sure that you know what you're called to do, what you're elected to do by God. He says, for if you do these things, if you make sure that your elections and your callings are sure, and you know what you're called to do, you shall never fall. That is an amazing promise given to us by God. And yet, I would say 80% of the church don't know what they're called to do. And if they're not called to uh, preach, they don't know what they're called to do. Well, guess what? There's a lot more callings than to just preach. As a matter of fact, the preacher wouldn't be able to fulfill his destiny if it wasn't for other people helping him. Nobody does this by themselves. We are all knitted together, according to Scripture, by love in the body of Christ. Every joint gives to one another. Every every part gives to one another. But if we're if we don't know how to give, we don't know our purpose what happens is we feel like an orphan in the body of Christ. And I believe that this is a shame. It, it shouldn't be this way, but it is. But guess what? We're going to spend some time, some effort. We're going to spend some uh, some sweat, some blood, maybe a few tears, but we're going to find out what your gifting and your calling is so that you can bloom where you are planted. The Bible says that your gifting will make a place for itself. You don't have to go to another church to use your gifting. What you do is you allow the gifting of God, once you know what you're called to do, you allow Him to 
make a place for you, not just a space for you. You've been called and God wants you to affect this world. You say, can I affect the world by being a uh, mechanic? Yes, you can. You can be a spirit-filled, Holy Ghost uh, a loving guy who loves God with all of his heart. You can do your job and you can be a witness and you can change people's eternity. We're not talking about just something that lasts a little while. Everyone has something. When you go to a headstone, you'll notice that everybody's dash is the exact same size. It gives the day that they were born. It gives a dash and the day that they died. But that dash is always the same size. I want to tell you something. I want my dash to mean something for the body of Christ. I want that dash to be a place where he says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And I believe that you do too. I believe that there, that if we're in the church, we're wanting to do the will of God. And if he told us what to do, we would do anything because we want to fulfill our destiny and we want to do the will of God. The problem is if we don't know what the will of God is, we grow frustrated. We grow to a place where that we're, we get to the place where we feel like that we're orphans, not sons and daughters of God. We feel uh, like we are a square peg trying to get into a round hole and we just don't understand what our purpose is. We're going to, in future series, we're going to go over personalities. Guess what? God doesn't want to change your personality. Your personality, he gave to you, believe that or not. And there are traits in your personality that can help you in your gift and your calling. Your passion is what God gave to you so that you can fulfill the destiny that he has for your life. God has no small little destinies on anyone. They are great. They are mighty because they are God given. And I want to stir you up and to get you to where that you look and you, you say, you know what? I know what I'm called to do. I know what my election is and I'm going to do them to the best of my ability. And I've got all of heaven backing me up. I've got angels that are dispatched because they want to help me fulfill that destiny because if I fulfill my destiny, I bring glory to God. If I fulfill my destiny, I pillage hell and populate heaven. If I fulfill my destiny, I have a purpose in my life that I can wake up tomorrow and know, guess what? When I wake up, it is the present and I'm opening it up and I'm allowing that gift and that calling to be made sure so that others can be helped. It not only will help others, but I promise you it will help you. You will have a sense of purpose that that so many people lack because they haven't taken the time, leadership, and we've got to take some responsibility, has not sat down and went over this with us and said one-on-one, -on -one, guess what? You have these abilities. Let the church not only receive those giftings and that calling, but let it be blessed by that. I believe that these giftings are to feed the church and allow the church to grow and be that glorious church that he's coming back for. But I want to say this, as we start this journey and as we're looking to find out what our gifting and our callings are, we have to do this. We have to have a spirit of endurance. Endurance is something that is, this will not come easily to you. It is not cheap, but guess what? It's about eternity. It won't be cheap. It will take some time and some effort. I want to go to, uh, and I'm just going through uh, some scriptures and, and uh, we're just going to take our time. That's what's wonderful about uh, the podcast. We can take our time. But I want, to, I, I want to use this verse. This is in Matthew, the 10th chapter, and I'm reading out of the King James and, and some people, uh, they give King James a hard time. Let me tell you the reason why that I, that, that I read King James personally for me. 
I've read other, uh, you know, and there are many other Bibles out there. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Some of them I understand and they are great for me. But the reason why that King James is good for me is because they speak in, in the old English that we don't speak. So it makes me have to slow down and look at every word. It gives me time to study that. And because I'm looking at that, it causes me to slow down and see what God is saying. That's for me personally. In Matthew, the 10th chapter, the 22nd verse, and it reads as this, and ye shall be hated of all men for my names, for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Jesus is saying, you're going to have people that's going to hate you, not because of you, but because of him and because of his namesake. But he says, instead of, instead of us battling back and forth and all that, he says, I'll give you this spirit of endurance. He that endures to the end, the same should be saved. There is no quit in the body of Christ. There is no giving up. One time I, I was telling Terry, this was years ago, and I said, you know what? When I'm done pastoring, I'd like to retire and I'd like to retire to maybe to the ocean. And this was, I was living in Illinois, so the ocean was a long way away. And she looked at me steadfast and she said, listen, your gifting and your calling is not something that you retire from. Retirement for you is when you take your last breath. There's no such thing as retiring in the body of Christ. We don't hang up our, our, our mantle. We do that when we die and we go on to receive our rewards. So the spirit of endurance, having enduring, it's, it, it's the difference between somebody, uh, making a difference or just being consumed and the difference making them. Uh, I want to go to Second Timothy now. We're just we're flipping through pages and and uh, looking at the scriptures, and I love it. Uh, but in Second Timothy, and Second Timothy is just before First Timothy. I'm being a smart aleck right now, but uh, it's this in Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. And I want us to look at as we look at this endurance that he's talking about uh, in the fourth chapter, the second verse. It says, "Preach the word, be in season." And, and out of season and reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after that, their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Now, here's the thing. There are men and women that will not endure sound doctrine. They'll come to a, a place in time where their endurance is given up. They don't want to hear reproved. They don't want to be uh, rebuked. They would rather have somebody tell them what they want to hear than what they need to hear. Endurance is something that we must do in our everyday life. You know, um, I used to run. Now the only thing that I run to is the refrigerator, and I do that at a slow pace. But I used to run. And you know what I found out? And we all know this. When you go to start running and, and you get the first mile and, and I was in, I was on the cross country team, I found out that endurance comes through hard work. You don't run three miles just jumping out there and doing it. You run a half a mile, a mile. You build up to it. You continually every day have a, you have to have a goal set. You want to get through the conditioning to get to the place that you, that you want to be. Paul said that we are running a race. 
This race that we are running, it is not a sprint, it's a marathon. It is the, it is where we live. I want you to understand, God wants you to know who you are in Him. And if you understand those things, I believe this is so important and it's so overlooked. And that's the reason why we're committing ourselves to take time as leaders to try to help you find out what your gifting and your calling is. And I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to give up. There's going to be opportunities for you to quit. There's going to be opportunities for you to say, what's the big deal anyway? I just go to church and I sit on the on the pew and I, I, I pay my tithes. I do what you know I'm supposed to do and I go home. Well, guess what? That's not what you're supposed to do. God wants you to be effective. God wants you to be in communication with him and with others. And when you take that time and you find out these things, you will be, and I, and I say this, and I know that it sounds wild. It will profit not only you, but the entire church and the body of Christ. We're all in this together. I don't want you to fail because guess what? If you fail, I fail and we fail. The thing is, is we've got to come alongside of us and we've got to help each other. The Bible says that there is a royal law. It's the law of love. I want people to know what they're called to do because there's some things, and and I'm just going to tell a few stories if that's okay, but there's some things that we can talk about. I had a lady one time, and me and Terry were going through a very difficult time. We were pastoring a church, and financially we was we was in a crunch um we didn't take uh the a salary from the church because the church needed the money and i was trying to work outside the church and and do all these different things and i was just exhausted and i remember coming home one day and i was just i was tired i'd worked all week and i was just tired and in uh the mail there was there was a letter i opened it up and it was a it was a person that was in our congregation and she was 90 years old and she wrote out this little small note i still have it today and she wrote on it she said pastor i appreciate you and i love you and i see the work that you do and i pray for you every day that god would allow you to endure and god would continue to allow you to go forth and she said i believe pastor you're going to win many souls to the kingdom but i pray for you every day that little note was, it was worth more than silver and gold. I looked at it and I'm, I'm being honest, tears running down my face. Terry was like, are you okay? Is it bad news? I said, no, it's great news because I needed to know that somebody was praying for me. I needed to know that I'm not just going through this thing alone. You're not. You have people that are coming alongside of you so that you can fulfill your destiny because your destiny is so important. As we look and we're going to give examples and we're going to go through, I want to sit, just say this. Endurance is simply this. It's remaining. It's bearing. It's having fortitude. It's to be present and to stand adversity. You know, one thing that we have learned through this uh, pandemic is I've learned this, that there are people that they are precious. I've lost some precious friends in moments uh, I had a friend that we, we was eating together, and this is no exaggeration. We was eating together on one Sunday, and the next Sunday he was gone. He was in good health. He, he got, uh, the, the virus, uh, the COVID, and, and he passed away. And I remember thinking of how many opportunities 
I failed to give him a call. How many times did he need to have some inspiration and, and just to lift him up because he was a great man of God. He wasn't a preacher. He was a great man of God. And I remember one thing that he said, and he left this in a text to me, and I still keep it on my phone. He said this. He said, Pastor, I want to say this. Every time we're together, I feel like I'm being elevated to do more for Christ. That's all we can ever ask. That is beyond words to me. So I want to say this. Um, if you are out there and you are struggling right now, and you're at a place where you say, I just don't think I can make it. Let me tell you something. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are going to make it because there's no quit in you. You may feel like quitting, but guess what? When you feel like quitting, that's the time to reap from God. Let the weak say that they are strong. We say that because we are not strong in our own self. We are strong because someone is forded. Someone has come and made a barricade around us and is holding us up and keeping us. My prayer for you today is this that as we go through these things, I want you to know that you are the apple of God's eye, that you are the one that God is trying to, that he will impart to you great strength, great wisdom. And through this, I want you to figure out what your gifting and your calling is. And you're not an orphan in the body. You're a son and daughter of the most high God. And you have got these talents that must be used in the kingdom because I believe that Jesus is coming soon and I believe the greatest harvest of mankind is at our front uh, at our front door let's don't be slack concerning that let it be a, uh, an occasion for the ability of God to shine forth and to rise and shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you I just want to say God bless you and I want you to come and listen because we are going to begin to start our personality and we're going to be talking about your giftings and your callings and we're going to go through the scriptures and you're going to find out what you're called to do. God bless you. This is Sam Barris from Victory Ministries and we love you.